Welcome to Resilience Unraveled, your regular guide sharing tools and expertise to build a life full of positivity and possibility. Here's your host, Russell Thackeray. So today I'm talking to Candice Wally. Now, I've wanted to talk to someone from um, the area of yoga for ages because um, many people I've trained on resilience courses, many people I've met have talked to me about how fantastic yoga is. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Candice today as a teacher and um, maybe helping me understand it and helping you out there help uh, understand it a little bit more. So, hi Candice, how are you? Hi, good, thank you. And um, where are you calling me from today? Where are you based? Um, I'm in Eastleigh, um, but I teach around Eastleigh, Chalmersford, Hedgeend, all those sorts of places around here. Fantastic. And that's in the wonderful area of Hampshire, isn't it, in southern England. So really, thanks very much for spending time with us today. So if, someone, if you were to describe what you do to someone, what would you, how, what would you describe it as? How, what do you call it? Um, so, yeah, I'm a yoga teacher, but um, there are so many different styles and types of yoga. Um, I would uh, say that mine was a vinyasa class. Um, so vinyasa yoga just means that we flow from one posture to the other. So it's uh, quite a, can be a fast-paced kind of yoga, so it's, um, a yoga that you can get hot and sweaty in, but also relax a lot in. So, so can you tell me what yoga, what yoga is and where does it come from? So yoga's been around for thousands of years. You, you can still practice very traditional yoga, um, but it's obviously changed a lot, particularly since coming over to countries over from India. So... Um, it's really a discipline that's evolved a lot, particularly over the last hundred years, since it's become particularly popular over here in England and particularly in America. A lot of yoga teachers would be upset with me calling it a form of exercise, but it's an exercise, it's a meditation, it's a way of being, it just combines the body and breath and movement and, and understanding yourself and being happy with yourself and your breath and your body. Okay, so so you said, so I'm assuming this is, you said it's thousands of years old, so where, where did it come from? Initially India, well all around Asia, so there's lots of different lineages, um, there's lots of different texts. Ancient texts of yoga will describe yoga as um, mainly a meditative thing where um, they'll that you'll prepare the body for sitting for long periods of meditation. So clearly yoga's evolved a lot from there. Um, so yoga is predominantly about the mind and how we control the mind initially when it first came about. Right, okay. And so it's obviously developed to sort of put the physical side onto the mind bit. Is that how it works? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, modern people don't really... We do enough sitting around watching the TV, I would yeah. say. So really we need the movement side of yoga to, to help us to balance out other things in life. So yoga is all about balancing things out and creating harmony in the body. So what we need from yoga now is very different to what we needed from yoga centuries ago. Right. 
So, um, so when you talk about harmony in the body, what do you mean by that? Really, I mean whatever you want it to mean. Yoga is a way for us to be happy within our body. So that could be how we deal with things, uh, deal with stress, uh, deal with the stress of everyday life. Um, how we deal with illnesses. Um, so really harmony is about getting the best out of our body and our mind and, and, and combining all that together to be, to be happy and with, within our bodies and within our mind. Okay. So, I mean, I've seen people on television doing yoga, like I'm watching my crazy ex-girlfriend at the moment, and one of the characters is a yoga teacher, and there's a lot of this downward dog thing and people in lycra and mats sort of stretching and rolling about i mean is yeah i mean i've always seen that and been quite put off personally as a bloke i mean is, is that what a yoga class is it can be it shouldn't be about what you're wearing and how you're presenting yourself but absolutely particularly in my classes yes lots of damn dogs and lycra does happen to be the best form of clothing to wear <laughs> Although the blokes don't have to wear yoga, and I do always encourage blokes to, to come to my classes particularly. I think it's equally as beneficial for men and women, and I, I would be horrified to think that anyone was put off coming to my class because they were a man and, and didn't feel that it's right for them. So absolutely, men are allowed, and uh, Lycra does not have to be involved at all. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you put it. Um, but before we get into what a class might be like, you said there were different themes, and you mentioned yours was what vinyasa did you say? Vinyasa. So what are what are the other sorts of styles? There's uh, hatha yoga, which is basically what vinyasa is is based upon. Uh, hatha yoga is is individual postures, um, whereas all vinyasa does is link those postures together. There's Ashtanga yoga, which is a, quite a strong practice, quite a physical practice, but that also involves chanting and lots of pranayama. Pranayama means breath control. Generally in vinyasa, in my class particularly, there's no chanting involved in that. And yeah, there's other... Um, um, Hyenga yoga is very specific on alignment. That There are dozens of types of yoga that go through <laughs> okay so so in a way you can you can try different classes to find the if you like yoga if you you can sort of get you can experiment with different styles to sort of stretch you and give you different a variety i suppose absolutely there is a yoga style out there for everybody and um, which is why i always invite people to come and try their first class with me for free because if my style of yoga isn't for them, that's absolutely fine. Um, I would like to encourage them to try somebody else's style of yoga and, and find the right style to suit them. So tell me, for, from a beginner's perspective, we'll talk on some more about more advanced people later on. So as a, as a someone who's never done it before, if I was going to pitch up to one of your classes to do, have a bash, because it sounds a bit like Tai Chi the way you're describing it, it's... Um, what 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 would it be like? What would it, what would what would happen at the beginning? What 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 goes on? There's always sort of an introduction as to what we're going to do in that particular class. The fabulous thing about vinyasa is that I can be creative and I can um, do different styles of classes. I can make it very fast and and difficult one class and very easy and relaxed the next class. So 
I can pitch it to whoever's in front of me. Um, so after an introduction as to what we're, we're planning to work on, we could be working on the shoulders or the back or something like that. We always warm up with some very gentle exercises and then um, work our way up to whatever suits the people in the room. And, and at the end of the class, it's always a, a, a calming session at the end. Um, so it could be a meditation, it could be a visualisation or simply lying in our shavasana, which is our lying on the back at the end and just relaxing. Right. And, and so... And so the way you describe it, it's, it's a series of body movements or exercises or postures or shapes. Is it? Is that, is that what you're doing? Is it? Is it like? Absolutely, it's not yeah. like. It's not like dance. It's more slow moving. Moving, is it? No, fortunately, it's not like dance because I'm a dreadful dancer. So, <laughs> um, but but it can it can be very dance like. It can be very therapeutic, meditative. How you move through the postures. So yes, it is a series of shapes, but it's more than shapes. It's about connecting with different types of muscles within those shapes. So um, by creating the shape, we're, we're targeting different muscle groups or, or whatever we're particularly working on that, at that time. And, and it, it allows us to um, look, at, look after injuries at the same time by by adapting each of the postures um, so that one size doesn't fit all, everybody's different, so we can we can tweak each posture to suit everybody. So when you say you're working on things, is it like a stretching exercise? So what you're doing is stretching and holding? Is that is that how it works? So each of the muscle groups gets energized yes. I suppose and then yeah. and then you move on to the next step bit of the thing is that, is that, is that it? yeah so, so it's stretching and particularly strengthening as well so it, it's not just for to make people bendy it's to, to to increase strength as well so yes it is holding postures but not for an excessively long time okay so so basically, if I, would you exercise? So excuse, sorry, all these. You got me really interested. So would you um, would you exercise all of the different muscle groups in a session, or do you do you focus down shoulders or legs or? Oh, I mean, um, I yeah, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very aware of my body, so it's it's hard to think how this would work. You say. I'm glad you said that because that's something that yoga's great at is helping us to become aware of our bodies so when people do first walk into a room having never done yoga before they're not very often aware of their body and, and what it's doing so by focusing on different parts of the body they do they do become aware of their bodies um but yes it, it, i every posture works a whole series of muscles and tendons and ligaments but I personally do like to focus on a particular group of muscles in each class because there's so much verbally to get across. It just helps me to really get the nitty-gritty across to people so we can really focus on what we're doing. I see. So, so if someone to come, if you were more advanced, would do you have sort of like a routine that you learn? Or, mm. or is it is it just is it a bit like Zumba where the, the the dance teacher at the front's making it up as she goes along or he's going along? Do you how does that work? It if you were to um, go to an Ashtanga class, then yes, it would be the same series of postures that you would do. But in a Vinyasa class, in my classes, it would be different every week. And basically, um, each 
um, end posture is a series of postures working towards that. So the wonderful thing about yoga is that I can have some really advanced people in the same room as beginners. Um, beginners can stop wherever they want to and the advanced people can take further progressions if they choose to. Right. So, so that's interesting because I because I, I, I was I was making an assumption you'd have beginners classes and more advanced, but what you're saying is you mix everybody together. Yes, I, I like to do that. I think it's you can uh, go along to beginners classes, but um, my weekly classes are mixed ability, so um, it's really nice for beginners to see where they can progress to without feeling intimidated because when you're on your yoga mats then you're just focusing on what you're doing yourself and um, however there are times where you might have a little look around the room and think you know I, that is something to aspire to that I can do without feeling pressured and without feeling that that you're rubbish because you can't do something because that's certainly not the case. Right. And do and if you're going to do yoga, do you need any particular equipment? No, uh, just a yoga mat. Um, however, um, you know, your first class, you wouldn't be expected to bring a yoga mat until you were happy that it was right for you. Um, just uh, wearing clothes that fit well, that aren't too baggy, because, of course, you were saying about down with dog earlier. If you're wearing big baggy clothes, you end up around your head. So uh, <laughs> you you need clothing that fits nicely, which is why lycra is usually um, the chosen style of clothing. And that's that's all you need. No, no shoes, bare feet. So yeah, it's a very accessible thing that doesn't cost a lot of money to get into. Right. And how long does a typical session take? Usually an hour. Some classes are longer, um, but most classes are an hour. Right. Okay. So, um, so, so that interesting because that talks a lot about the body, but you've also talked about sort of meditation and such like. Mm -hmm. So, and the mind, I guess. So, can you talk to me a bit more about what you do there? As I say, there are very different styles of yoga, and some of them are very much based upon meditation and very much based upon sitting and meditating. Personally, myself, I like to move um, and and yoga is about unison of body, mind and breath. And for us to, what we're aiming to get with the mind is just to be in the present moment. So, you know, you can go and do yoga for an hour where you're focusing on moving with the breath, therefore the mind's already in that present moment. So you're not thinking about, oh, did you turn the lights off before I left the house or what am I going to eat for tea later, that sort of thing. Right. Um, but at, at the end of the session, once you've kind of moved and, and cleared the mind, then it's nice to be still for 10 minutes at the end just to relax and we'll focus on breathing or I'll read out a visualisation script or we'll just simply lie and, and listen to, to sounds around um, just for you to allow thoughts to just pass by rather than thinking about past or future, just being within the present moment, which is always probably the most difficult thing for most people to do in a yoga class. Mm. It's interesting because if you think about the whole mindfulness movement, I mean, really, you, you guys have been talking about it for years then because that's really the nub of mindfulness, isn't it? 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Being mindful is is potentially the most beneficial part of yoga, but it's a part that we discuss the least um, a lot of the time because it's not something that needs to be discussed. It's just something that happens, and that's the wonderful part that people will go to a yoga class initially thinking, I'm going to go there and I'm going to tone my body, but actually after having practiced yoga for a number of months, they'll suddenly realize actually the benefits are far and beyond just toning my body up. I'm, I'm feeling far more relaxed with myself and, and, and it just happens subconsciously. Right. So I want to come back to some benefits in a minute, but the last thing I just wanted to touch, get you to talk about is this idea of the breath because I know from lots of resilience courses that I run that people breathe very unconsciously and not always in the most useful way. And I know um, yoga people I've bumped into talk a, talk a lot in my classes about actually it's, it's rare that they see a course that also tr teaches the sort of yoga breathing method that they learn. Because my, I learned mine from the performing arts and it's very akin, you know, using the full diaphragm to to breathe. And, and I guess you guys are using that approach, aren't you? Sort of proper, full, deep um, yeah. breathing so the diaphragm absolutely drops and moves rather than just these sort of panting type breath yes um so when when we initially start the yoga class we often focus on breath for a few minutes to start with there's different types of breath or pranayama techniques that we can focus on but as you say just breathing deep down into the diaphragm is is um, incredibly important and, and takes a lot of getting used to for a lot of people. Um, so it's something that I don't expect people to get right initially and, and quickly. It's something that takes a long time to get used to. Lots of people, particularly stressed people, are breathing up into the collarbone when they walk into the room and, and taking very quick, shallow breaths. And um, when I can see them after a, a while of practicing yoga, breathing down into the belly, it's just great to see that they're starting to relax and connect with the breath and, and therefore connect with the mind. Mm, yeah, I like all that. I think it's. I think people really underestimate. Um, mm. We seem to have got into a modern way of breathing. It doesn't seem to work for us at all, doesn't it? And it actually reinforces the idea of anxiety and stress, doesn't yeah. it? Absolutely, yes, yeah, and 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 you, you know, as a yoga teacher, obviously, I can see um, people's breath um, when they're lying in their meditation at the end, and it's good to see people finally able to relax into the breath, um, and and I I can see then that they're fully fully practicing yoga when when that is happening. Mm, okay. So what's the advantage coming to a class? Because there's a lot... So I, I do hear people learning yoga on their own in their living room and such like, but is there, what's, what, is there a... Is, that, is it better to come to a class? What, what's the advantage of coming to one? Yeah, um, there are loads of really good um, things on YouTube to watch, really good classes. However, if you are new to yoga, you don't know whether you're doing it right or wrong. So, of course, if, if there are several repetitive movements that, that you can take in yoga. And if you're doing something 
incorrectly, repetitively, then of course there's a risk of injury. And aside from that, if you're not engaging the right muscles or right bandits or, or, or using the right breath, then you're not getting the full benefit of it. So classes are, are good from the point of view that you're going to be certain that you're doing it right and getting the full benefit from it and avoiding injury. But of course, it's also about inspiration. You know, if, if you're practicing yoga on your own without YouTube, it's like, what do I do now? You know, you might have a series of postures that you've learned, but but have difficulty linking them together. And as, of course, if you've ever tried doing something, watching the screen at the same time as trying to do it, it's uh, always a bit tricky. I find drinking a cup of tea and watching the screen particularly easy, so it works out. <laughs> I'm guessing yoga is more tricky. And I'm guessing, so, I mean, is there a social element to this? Is there, um, I mean, you know, when, when you're all there, is it is it a sense of embarrassment or watching each other's bodies? That, or, a, you know, is there some sort of good effect from being in the room with lots of other people? Yeah, um, no embarrassment whatsoever. No one should ever feel embarrassed coming to a yoga class. Um, But, yeah, I mean, um, a slight change of of what we're talking about. I mean, I used to be a very, very shy person. And to to think years ago when I was a young person, I'd be stood at the front of the class um, telling people to look at what happens to my bottom where did you hit or you know it would be I would never believe it but um, it, it just helps it really helps with body awareness as well as body image so um, I think um, yoga helps with body image an awful lot again by default it just happens so, so there's never any of this oh look at her doing this or him doing that it, it should just be about you in the room and you've been happy with yourself right so yeah I, um yeah so i can see the benefits of spending an hour just being mindful and doing some exercise and some stretching and such like but actually from what you're saying there's a sort of increase in personal body confidence is that right Absolutely, yes, yeah. Um, as I say, when I first started practicing yoga, I'd be going in my biggest baggiest t-shirt, um, uh, and now I, I don't care what I'm wearing, I'll, 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 I'm just happy to be there and to be moving and to be enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, back to what you were saying about it being sort of a, a social thing as well, I've got an absolutely fantastic group of regular people that come to my classes and they're all such lovely people really warm and inviting and I think that really um, reverberates around the room and I think new people always feel welcome um yeah it's just a really nice atmosphere it, really nice group of people and and it, it's um very welcoming and very inviting so how did you get into being a yoga teacher? Where did that come from? Um, I first went to a yoga class because I'm a runner. Um, and uh, my partner had talked me into going to a yoga class because um, he's also a runner. Um, and we thought it would um, help us to prevent injury and um, to recover more quickly from the exercise that we did. Um, so from the very first class that I went to, I completely fell in love with it. It was the most 
different thing I'd, I'd ever done and it was just amazing and um, we went back weekly for several years and I just suddenly decided on a whim that I was going to become a yoga teacher one day and, and being the impulsive person that I am, the, the next week I was booked onto a course. Wow. <laughs> and it's as simple as that. Do you, I mean, obviously there's proper training to be a te- teacher, I'm, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, my, my training took a year. Um, I was I was working at the same time as training, so there are intensive courses that you do, but, but I'm not the sort of person that would benefit from an intense method of training, so my choice was to... to take the longer training it's a 200 hours course so I'm what's called a 200 hours registered yoga teacher um and after qualifying um I think in 2014 um no yeah 2013 I think Mm -hmm. um since then I do lots of CPD so I'm I'm permanently when I've got a spare weekend going off to learn something new with somebody new somewhere in the country um, because it, it's the kind of thing you can never stop learning about. Um, and, of course, I enjoy it, so that's yeah. what I do. And you enjoy the whole performance side as well of, um, of, as you say, standing at the front and imparting your knowledge and helping other people? Absolutely, yes. I um, get carried away sometimes and uh, <laughs> I, I love what I do so much that I have to reel it back in sometimes. I get a bit too too uh, overjoyous about the whole thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just love what I do and I love the people that I teach. And um, yeah, yoga's changed my life and changed my outcome and, and I just want to share that with with other people. Yeah. Wow, I mean, it really sounds really exciting. So, if if someone wants to do um, come and meet you, book into one of your classes, how would they find out more? Um, they could uh, have a look at my website, which is www.yogawithcandice.com. Um, Candice is spelled C-A-N-D-I-C-E, mm-hmm. um, and all the information is on my website. Um, uh, my drop-in classes, um, you can just turn up to or just email me with any questions. If you've got any any queries before class, you can always drop me an email. But um, otherwise, just turn up to a class and um, take your first class for free and, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. And if people obviously are living in different parts of the country or different countries... Um, is it would most people have the same approach as you? Would be very, you know, um, well, you know, welcoming people by this sort of free first lesson, or is, is this something that you do as a standard practice? Um, I've never met a yoga teacher that isn't welcoming and doesn't love what they do. So I'm going to assume that wherever you are in the country, there will be someone as passionate as me. Um, and just have a look on on um, the internet. There there are yoga teachers everywhere, um, and there will be the right one for you. Just don't give up if you don't find that person at your very first class. Brilliant. So it's uh, all the W's. Yoga with dot com. Dot com. Brilliant. Okay. Well, we'll link to that from our show notes as well. So. Uh, 
And I could talk to you all day. I can't believe 30 minutes has gone past so quickly. It's just sort of just scratched the surface in a way. But yeah. do, you know, do you know what? The proof of the pudding is in the eating, isn't it? And do you know what? I'm going to book in for a class. Excellent. That, I uh, hope to see you soon. I know that'll have Jenna in fits of hysterics because I know she comes <laughs> to you anywhere. But um, no, I'm going to I'm going to give it a go, and um, I'm really looking forward to. It. So, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. I think that's really really interesting and a, a brilliant introduction to the subject. So, thanks so much, Candice. No problem. Thank you. Take care. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening today. I hope we really got some value from that. I certainly enjoyed it myself. Remember, there's only other podcasts and with tools and techniques, different speakers and different resources available in this series of Resilience Unravel, so please feel free to subscribe. Why not also drop across to Facebook and join our group, Resilience Unraveled, and join in the conversation. Also, if you wanted to whip over to iTunes and drop us a, a preview or a review, that would be fantastic. Thanks ever so much. You can get hold of us at qedod.com or at personalresilience.com where you can get hold of free ebooks, resources, some online courses and even some coaching. But whatever happens, I look forward for you joining us on the next edition of Resilience and Unraveled.